podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ain't no place like a cowboy place, ain't no town like a cowboy town. Ain't no way like the cowboy way, have a cowboy kind of day, yeah. Try the new Big Sky Burger at Roy Rogers. It's Smithfield pulled pork, beer battered onion rings, American cheese, and spicy barbecue sauce on a Kaiser bun. Have a cowboy kind of day at a Roy's in a DoorDash and Uber Eats available at participating restaurants. For confidence in your financial plan, look for a CFP professional. When your financial advisor earns the CFP certification, it means he or she is trained to provide ethical financial planning across a holistic range of topics, from retirement and investing to taxes and estate planning, all in your best interest. So, with a CFP professional, you'll feel confident in your financial plan today and tomorrow. Three letters do make a difference. Visit letsmakeaplan.org to find your CFP professional. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 Daily for this Friday night. A little bit earlier than usual because, you know, people have stuff to do on Friday night, so we thought we'd get it out of the way. I am your host, Gav, as always, and this show is brought to you by Paddy Power. A bookie's a website and an app. If you gamble, please gamble responsibly and try to do so with Paddy Power. Odds on Liverpool, specials on Liverpool, specials on football and all the other sports and all that mess. Um... What are we going to do tonight? I want to have a little talk about John Gomez. I want to have a little chat about our upcoming Champions League opponents, i.e. Napoli. Um, January transfer window seems to have got going already. We'll have a little chat about that. And the most important thing is, if you listened last night, it descended into absolute random madness from about eight or nine minutes into the podcast. If we could make that happen again, um, I know me and my guests will be extremely, extremely happy. My guest, of course, is Carl Kopak. Carl, how are you, my man? I'm very well, yeah. International break. So uh, um, I said to my boss in work today, well, "What what do you do on Saturday afternoons?" Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm just not used to this. I'm going to um, I, I now I I don't think you've asked me that, but I'm going to answer it. I have to clean my car from top to bottom, inside and out, because it's going for what we call an NCT, which is an, a national car test, a DOE, I think they call it. What do they call it? Yeah. in your place, DOE. Something, something like Swansea. Yeah, something along there. Um, so that's what I'm going to do on my Saturday afternoon. Closely followed by probably going to the driving range to hit some golf balls. Uh, Jimmy McGuire says, hi lads. Jimmy, um, how are you? Good friend of mine. Uh, North Red says, evening all. Chris Pross says, good evening, Gavla. Um, obviously, with the reference of Gavla, you're looking forward to Gavin and Stacey's Christmas special, which is due out in about four weeks time. So, as I said, anybody watching, random questions, throw them in. And if it's, if they're random and not about football, that would be, uh, preferable. Um, we discussed Andy's pantry last night. We discussed selection boxes, vegan sausage rolls, um, non-binary lesbians as well, I think, come up at some stage. So, you know, it, it can go anyway, anyway at all. But, Carl, first of all, it, it's the main, for me, it's the main talking point of football at the moment because it is international break and because it happened on the international stage. But Joe Gomez comes on as a substitute last night and is billed by, I'm not going to say the majority of English fans in the ground because I don't think that's true, but a sizable amount seem to boo Joe Gomez, a man who had a falling out with Raheem Sterling, which Raheem Sterling took full responsibility for. And from what we can hear, pleaded with Gareth Southgate to keep Raheem Sterling within the squad, done absolutely nothing wrong and gets built by his own fans. 
he should have just walked off the pitch, Carl. That's what I'm going to say. It, it, it's always difficult to do that, though, because you do something like that once and it's, it's the end of everything. And, and I'm fine at being with the end of everything, but mm. um, Joe Gomez is from Catford, so therefore he's probably got a closer affinity to Liverpool, sorry, to England than, than most of us would have. Yeah. Um, the, the thing about this is is that I was at the Charity Shield and the day after people were saying, like, you know, why did, did there are why you always boo in the national anthem? Lads, this is why. It's because we're completely two different worlds from each other. And I think they were always going to be um, Joe Gomez, just because if, if, if you play for Charlton, they wouldn't have booed him. It would have just been one of, you know, one of those things. And um, I, li- I really like Raheem Sterling. I really do, for the simple reason he was nice to my sister once. And, you know, I, I like things. Honestly, my, my sister was um, uh, at the, the, the Hope Street Hotel where the, where the club used to stay. I don't know if they mm-hmm. still do. Um, and... Um, she was staying there one day and Raheem, she got, he got in the lift and Raheem Sterling got in the lift and she, she, he just, he said it's just really nice. We had a nice little chat. You know, no, no edge to him whatsoever. So I like him because of that. Little things like that. So I, I'm sort of, I, I, I booed Raheem Sterling on, on Sunday in the hope that he played poorly. Yeah. And it worked. And, uh, but the, the England fans booing Joe Gomez, I mean, it's just, it, it is pantomime. So I refuse to be offended by it because if they'd applauded him, I would have thought, oh, you wankers. Because England doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. I've never even thought of it like that. You know, but I just think, does, I don't know if it's in a lack, lack of intelligence or it's just, even, you know, like, I don't know what way to put this. Like, the, the people booing him aren't booing him for, 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 for the laugh. You know what I mean? No. Like, you know, so there is a kind, there is a, there is a meaning behind what they're doing. They're doing it for a certain reason. Whether, whether they have the, the, the IQ to actually walk out or just the, you know, the ability to read and see what's actually gone on in the last four or five days. Yeah. You know, you'd have to question whether they do. You know, like, and I feel for Joe Gomez because he's done nothing wrong. And people have said, oh, well, Southgate making that statement has put Joe Gomez. Like, they seem to be blaming everything apart from the actual incident. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, where does it go from here now? Is Joe Gomez going to be roundly billed every time he plays for England because, you know, Raheem Sterling decided to front him up? It's just, it's just not To go back even further to that, I don't really understand why Raheem Sterling couldn't play. I mean, it could, I mean, I imagine it's a disciplinary thing, you know, you fronted someone up in the canteen and therefore we're going to do this. But even then, really? Because if Raheem Sterling's going to score two goals, I'd play Raheem Sterling. And I keep it behind closed doors and just say, all right, you two, stop being dickheads. You're both playing, or, you know, or Raheem's playing. Um, I just think the, the whole fact that it's gone to the presses is just ridiculous. Um, Raheem Sterling's really pissed off that they he, they lost on Sunday, and I'm happy with that. And if, he, if he's going to be stupid enough to have a go at six foot two Joe Gomez, then that's up to him. But I've no idea why it's gone as far as it has. It just seems ridiculous. You know. I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to play. Do you, know, do you know what this is? This is like just basically like tabloid radio, and you know, someone's always to blame. We've got to pick on someone. Let's go for the scouse lad who actually isn't a scouse lad. Yeah, it's 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 mad. It's just mad. But I just 
I don't want to, I'm not going to go into it for, 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 we're not going to have a 20 minute conversation on this because I don't want to and I know you don't. So. No. It's, um, it's just one of those things where I think we just, and I've seen a great one today. The next time Joe Gomez steps out at Anfield, the, the, the crowd should just roar like we scored a winning goal in the European Cup final. And yeah. um, that'll put everything to bed. North Red said it's just another anti LFC event, an excuse to have a pop at us. That's um, exactly what it is. Through a non event with a petulant little boy. Uh, Jimmy McGuire asks, here's one for you. McDonald's or Burger King? The paper straws are testing his love for McDonald's milkshakes. Not a fan of McDonald's. Uh, don't mind the Burger King. Mm. Don't really do um, burger stuff that much, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, when we're going up to away games, we tend to meet at a McDonald's. And mm. um, the coffee's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, so a lot of people really rave about I, the I McDonald's coffee. I, I read somewhere today that um, Greg's tea is better than... Um, like Starbucks and Costa and stuff. I'll have to try, have to try that out. Well, I have heard that McDonald's tea is one, or McDonald's coffee is one of the best around. I wouldn't know. I don't drink coffee, so. I no, I, I, I drink, I drink like one every two days. Yeah. And uh, I don't especially like what feel I've got to. I don't know why that is. And the one thing I will say is, um, the paper straws in McDonald's, um, and then couple that with a milkshake, it's just not good because it takes an awful lot to suck that milkshake through a normal standard straw. But when the paper is literally disintegrating in your mouth, it's it's hard to get that milkshake out. So I know where Jimmy's Oh, like from. rice paper almost. It's just <laughs> literally it's literally a sheet of A4 paper rolled up into a straw. And then as the milkshake goes through, it disintegrates and you need, you literally end up with your head in the milkshake trying to get something <laughs> out of it. So um, it's one of those. Uh, Chris Pross says he loves Gavin and Stacey as he's from South Wales as well. Cool. Um, Whereabouts, Chris? I love South Wales. Um, love it. Well, he, uh, Carl loves South Wales, so Chris, where are you from in South Wales? Love uh, it. Let me see. Ectel, uh, sorry, Ecte LFC says, uh, Gomez, and, uh, he, he's an, he's, he's a really, really okay guy, which is fair enough. Polly Walnut says, I'll just make Joe Gomez more prominent, more popular with us, and Sterling get even more flack the next time we play. I think Sterling's kind of come over all right at the end because he's come out and he's made a, a fairly damning statement after. Yeah, he, he, he didn't have to say anything. He could have just let that go and thought, let's just let the story die. But I quite like the fact he's gone out and said, hang on, that's not on, don't do that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yussi says, Finland have just qualified for a major tournament for the first time in their history. They have, yeah. Brilliant. Who did he, who did he be? Uh, I don't know, but I knew they were close. Yeah, I'm big into so, this. So. I'm big into this Finland and, and Iceland and all that doing well. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's what international football should be about. Yeah. and I imagine there's a good kit at the end of it as well. There usually is. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to go back and look at Finland and Iceland jerseys from maybe the mid '90s. I reckon they'd be decent. Nice. Yeah. Um, North Red says uh, tea bag left in or out after a couple of dips. Is this? Whoa, 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 whoa! Can we can we nail this ghost to the coffin? Yeah, I've like, seen something today. It might have been Gareth Roberts on Twitter. Yeah, this is Robbo's big thing, yeah. Yeah, um, Rob um, Bo Hyten, as he likes to be called now. Mr. Bo Hyten, yeah. <laughs> He's, um, yeah, yeah we, we, we've had this discussion more than once. Um, and I suggested yesterday on Twitter, and really offended a mate of mine, that if you get this wrong, you should have your polling cards removed. Mm. Um, and That's a big threat at the moment. Yeah, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy to stay with it. Um, and he said the option is, um, you know, milk in first, milk in last. If you put your milk in while there's a tea bag in, uh, get away from me. Yeah, it's a sickening thought to me as well. Yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, right, so I'm going to put it to you, right? A cup, okay? Tea bag in, boil and water in, store the tea bag, squeeze if you like, take it out, add milk, add sugar, store, done. I, uh, we did this on the Amphur app once, uh, mm. on, on AFQ, and I think we did about 12 minutes on it all together. Mm-hmm. And Andy Heaton said, um, 
that his his technique is, and, and I'm a fan, an advocate of this. Mm. He says, "Teabag in, leave for three minutes. Do not touch. Do not squeeze. Mm. Just let it go for three minutes." And he's not wrong. I, I don't think I've ever had a bad cup of tea since. Okay, I'm going to try that straight after this show. Uh, Chris says, "Valleys. He's in from the valleys, twenty miles north of Cardiff, Mountain Ash." Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know um, Blackwood and Pont of Fraith and that sort of area. Okay. Uh, Yussi says the party is insane. Um, Yussi being a massive Liverpool fan from that, from that region. Uh, there are people, there's people on the streets everywhere. Um, That's yeah. And, and listen, long all, may, all long may continue. Yeah. And, uh, hopefully to get a decent group. And if Ireland don't make it, which I don't think they will, um, I'm going to support the, uh, Finland team. Um, just for Yussi. Uh, I want to talk to you because a lot of things have been made about, you know, the, the fixtures coming up for Liverpool. There's league games, there's league cup quarterfinals on the wrong days, in my opinion. There's World Club Cups, there's, there's the league itself, there's all sorts, Champions League. But the one thing I noticed today was a bit of, a bit of noise coming out of Napoli. There seems to be problems there. I don't know whether one of the directors or the owners is having a, just basically having a, a sporting breakdown and is threatening to sell all the squads. Can't, it can only be good for us, can't it? Well, I saw this very, very briefly, but aren't they talking about selling Callahan? Who is the lad who, uh, I probably pronounced that very, very incorrectly. Callahan, yeah. Yeah, isn't he the lad who dived? Yes. And, and, and then basically just kicked the shit out of everyone and didn't get booked for it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah, that's, um, they, and then there's talking. They're talk- quite a mad club, aren't they? They're a mad club, Napoli. They always are. Well, it, it, the thing that caught my attention earlier on in the season was there was talk of them not being able to play their Champions League yeah. games at their home ground because basically it's it's falling apart. Um yeah. and there was talk of them having it to play it uh I think they were saying I don't know whether it was the San Siro they might play or it was it was something I know Atlanta had to play there somewhere because of their ground as That's well. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. but then eventually I think there was a bit of work done to the stadium and the and I think it was Ancelotti that said, look, you need to get this right. We need to be able to play in this stadium. So they went and done that walk. So that, that kind of triggered me at the start of the season where I was going, hold on, a Champions League team that, you know, is probably the second best team in Italy at the minute in the Champions League consistently now. And we're talking about the ground falling, falling around, down around. Them. It's yeah. really strange. And now there's talk of, I don't know where the arguments come from, but apparently, you know, there's players here and he's threatening to sell them. I don't, I think it's maybe because he's not getting his way at boardroom level. So he's deciding, well, if I'm not getting my way, I have a call on this and I'm going to make the call and I'm just going to start selling players. You it's know? basically the equivalent of it is ball I'm taking at home. Yes. He's def- you, unless, you, unless you count, unless you count that as a goal. Yeah. No, he's definitely, um, he's definitely taking his ball home with him. So, um, cause it's a massive game, isn't it, Carl? Like if we win that, we can knock Salzburg on the head. It's a, it's, it's an extra game day's rest, if you know what I mean, because yeah, we're, that, literally, I mean, we're literally it. playing that, two a week now for the next six weeks, I think it's. <laughs> next four years. Yeah. So it seems like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing, isn't it? We want Napoli done. And I think we will, to be honest, because they're not, Exactly pulling up trees either in uh, in Italy at the moment, um, and I think we'll beat them just because they beat us uh, by playing exactly the same game as they did the year before. So it'd be quite nice to sort of sort that out and um, yeah, give give Adam Adam Lallana the, the armband against Salzburg. That that's what we all want, really. It is. It'll, it'll be beautiful, and it'll upset a lot of people, which is which I'm all up for. I always am. Yeah. Um, Mick says should Ox replace Salah while he's out. Mixed mixed stuff on Salah. Um, he he, he, was, he had that big moon boot on him when he reported for Egypt. He's there's them pictures of him being treated, and they were talking three or four weeks, and then there was words like out indefinitely. But now there's talk that he, no, he'd be fine for Palace in what what would it be. It'll be eight days. Week, week, yeah, it's a week tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I'm pushing it. If you're going, to, if you think he's okay in a week, 
I, I don't know how much of it is. Is this the same ankle? Because he went down against City for a bit. Mm-hmm. Is it the same ankle as the as the Leicester injury? I'm not too sure. But it's, yeah, it, not, there's I'm an ankle sure injury hanging it. over him for the last probably two months anyway. Two and a half yeah. months. So. Yeah, because he, he, he did go down very heavily. and There was a bit of panic um, in, in City, I think it was 2-0. Uh, around that time, so I don't know to be honest because he he's sort of done this before. Though, isn't he? Sort of, I'm, I'm always a bit suspicious when it's um, someone's had an ankle injury or something like that, and then they've got like the next week off. I think it's I think a lot of it's just. I mean, this is just be being optimistic, probably. Uh, it does it makes me feel that there's it's just a precautionary thing. I mean, I'd, I'd have all of them, them all wearing those walking big moon boots thing all the time, regardless of injury. Yeah, and you know what? I, I'm hoping he's doing a bit of a Ryan Giggs here, where he's decided that my club is going yeah. for trophies. I'm going to knock this international stuff on the head for the next nine months, and then I get back to it. Um, yeah. But look, if he's not out, what what would you do? Would, do you just put do you just put Origi in there next week? I think so. I'm never. I mean, people are trying to get um, Chamberlain into the team, regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, which I can understand, obviously, because he's, he's he's in a purple patch, any. But I think he, I think he's probably just going to go Origi, just because. Um, he's a, well to start. Origi is a freakish footballer, and I, I, I don't always like the sort of midfielder playing up front in a three. And Chamberlain isn't always great in that role, I think. But um, I feel sorry for, for for Chamberlain to be honest, because it's not as if he's doing anything wrong. He's in a, he's basically got us qualified for the Champions League. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I don't think I don't know about just you know just hemming him into that front three. Really, I'd always play Origi just because he's a bit more of a nightmare. He is a bit more of a nightmare, and I think you just put him left. You move San, uh, Manny right, and you put Firmino yeah. up front, and, and you go from there. And yeah. and like people, I know people are trying to push uh, Oxley Chamberlain to the side, and that's fair enough because he is playing well, he's scoring goals. But he did come out and say he wasn't quite at the level he wanted to be at, and that for me made made perfect sense when he didn't play against City because you had to be at an extreme level to play that game. Yeah, yeah, you, know, you can't knock off. No, you can't. You have to be absolutely on it defensively, uh, offensively, and everything else in between. And you know what? He is a player like, uh, like if he doesn't play against Palace or doesn't start, I wouldn't be getting too upset. Same goes for Keita, you know, and a couple of other players because we are going to need them going into this series of games. Literally, basically the series of games right up now to probably the first week in January when it starts to ease off a little bit and then the Champions League kicks us back in again. So, yeah. you know, we're looking at, we're looking at basically two months now of where we have to just, we need everybody and whether that's 20 minutes a game or, or 70 minutes a game, everyone's going to play a massive, you know, a massive, massive role. Um, Chris Pross said it was Chowdhury that, that done, um, Salah going back, yeah. going back a little while ago. Yeah. It was, well, then it was probably his right ankle he got done by, I think there. Um, I think it was, yeah, because yeah. he came in at that angle, didn't he? Yeah, he came yeah. in at that angle. And the other day it was, was a Fernandinho cotton and just just got the ball yeah. away from and he seemed to go down under the same ankle. So, um, yeah. yeah, it was one of those. Um, Jimmy McGuire, oh, you like this one, Carl. What's the best national team jersey you can remember? Uh, well, I've got a few. Um, the, the greatest ever football match for shirts is the 74 World Cup final. Okay. Pure, pure white with a huge German badge, pure orange with a big lion. Right. Um, I assume it's a lion. Uh, so I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of Scotland 78, actually. I've got that shirt. Yeah. Uh, and I, I do like all the Germany away shirts, the green shirts. I love... I, I, I just think that looks brilliant. Yeah, the, I love the Germany 1991. Yeah, it was that's the four, It was the first time they kind of done that, you know, across the chest and then a little up and down, like, you know, on the shoulder. Do you know, do you know what that means? No. It's Wilco, it's Wilco finishes. Going oh. back. 
Is it really? Yeah, fourth, third, second, first or something, or two ah. runners up twice or something. You know why yeah, it's I'm green, you know, don't you? You know why the away one's green. Ireland no. were the first team after the war to play Germany in a game of football. Oh, really? Like, like sort of not in a sort of not county Juventus type way. Yeah, we were the first so team because we, we, are cons- we are considered neutral in the in the World War. So, um, oh, okay. Yeah, we were the first team I think to play them after World War would be World War Two, I presume. And yeah, um, yeah and the, and as a mark of respect, their away jersey is always green. This is what the people want, Gav. See, and not, listen. Not, not of this Joe Gomez nonsense. Yeah, listen, we're, you're getting updates on pantries, all sorts of stuff, and you're getting educated, <laughs> so it's unbelievable. Um, I'm, I'm not I didn't getting, know that. Yeah, so there you go. Um, Kev O'Sullivan says, there's enough games coming up to get in, Ox into the midfield and Bruce their minutes off the bench. The Bruce one might be a bit of a big show for me, I think. I don't know whether he... League oh, Cup. Yeah, League Cup, yeah. I, I just can't see him figuring in the league unless there's a massive... No, I can't see it. Maybe um, the FA Cup as well. Yeah, a massive problem up front um, as we progress because I think he'd even try to get Shaqiri back as quick as he could or or, yeah. an Oxley, or an even... I, I think he'd play an Elliot before, you know. Um, so it's, it's one of those. Will Klopp use the Club World Cup as a training camp? What do you think? I hope not. I, I want to win it. I sort of why, but, yeah. uh, the, the, you know, he could get around it. He could literally get them over there for four or five days, use the semi-final as a, as a warm-up game, and we're going to play poor enough opposition. He could use it as a training camp. Yeah, I think so. Mm. He could yeah. do. As long as we win, do we want? Oh, yeah, I want to win as well. Um, I want any competition we go into, I want to win, bar the FA Cup and League Cup, because they're getting in the way of the league. Well, also because... Um, the qualifiers are quite tricky for this game. So, um, yeah, I think we should at least owe it to the qualifiers. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and the thing is, like, I'll put it this way. If this World Cup Cup was in February, I'd be all against it. I'd be like, no, we're not going there. You know, yeah. we've we've things to be doing here. But the, the timing of it is not too bad. We, we already come back and we have to play Leicester on the 26th. And then, you know, you have your Sheffield United, I think, on New Year's Day, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah great, that, great time, and thanks, You Matt. know, there's one of those, so, <laughs> it's one of those, so, but if it was later on in the season, I just think it's, it's timed okay, the League Cup is trying to span in the works, and the FA Cup I genuinely don't care about. Um, no. other jerseys, uh, Maradona 86, uh, Stephen, Ma- Stephen Mack. Beautiful. Um, yeah, really good one. Ireland's 1991 was good, or, no, sorry, Ireland's 1991 was good, Ireland's 1988 European Championships one was a belter. An that absolute was. belter. I had a little netting and everything down the side of the sleeve. That's right. It was yeah. absolutely, and the crest was so simple. It literally had FAI and a shamrock, and it was just like that's it. And um, there was no, there was no, no nothing snazzy, but it was. Well, it was the, they're always they're always the best shirts. That's why I love the Germany and Holland shirts from '74. Mm. Just, just because, like, just, just white and a huge badge. Yeah, Fra- but, but France had one. France had one. I don't know whether it was the last World Cup or the last Euros. It was a white one, and it was unreal. Yeah. Yeah, that was nice. It was unreal. Yeah. The Italy ones are nice, but then they don't allow um, men of a certain body shape to wear them. You Indeed, know, that's you know. why I can't wear Argentina home shirts. Correct. That's why. Um, yeah. If, if, unless you're John Luigi Buffon, uh, you can't wear this stuff. Um, no. Kevin Sullivan says, "What are the options? Because if if I'm bruised and can't get minutes when I'm players are injured, I'm off." Yeah. <laughs> Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. I, I know what you're saying, and that comes from and being promised minutes and stuff like that going back a little while, but I, I just don't know. Uh, no, don't. I, I have said it before. I'm all for playing 
i.e. Brighton at home in two weeks' time, being trained up and being able to say, listen, we need Salah and we need Mane. Firmino's fine. And I'm going to throw on, and I mean this, I'm going to throw on Elliot and Brewster for the last 20. You know, yeah. or, or, I'm, or I'm just going to take off Salah because of that ankle injury and I'm going to throw Brewster in there and I'm going to move. Let him go up front with the other two boys and have a nice 20 minutes to himself and see what can happen because I think you'll only see actually what Brewster can do when he plays with the players that do play for Liverpool Football Club in pressure and situations and big games. So it yeah. is going to be one of them. Um, Mick says, jam under or on top of cream on a scone? Or it's scone. a big one, isn't it? It's the big one, isn't Not it? Not for me, I don't um, eat them, so... I don't either, um, but I saw something on telly the other day, and I I think I put the cream on top, just because I don't like... Uh, I, I think I think there's less chance of them mixing together if the cream would be on top, but this is this is no way my level of expertise. No, if I was eating a scone... I'm not a fan of them. Do you cut scones or scones in half? Uh, yeah. Okay, so I cut it in half. I wouldn't have cream, I'd just have jam. If that's okay. Yeah. And I think I'd probably do the same, to be honest. That's only if I'm going to eat one. The chances of me eating one are... I'll put it this way. If they're serving a scone in a place where they serve alcohol, I'm not having a scone. Yeah, you know, exactly. That's, that's basically where it is. I know you don't want to talk about this for too long, but I will for a couple of minutes. Um, transfers. And I did have a conversation the other day about Liverpool and would they do anything in January? Would they stick or twist? I asked, I asked Andy last night, does he see a blockbuster moving in, in the summer? And he's completely and utterly, um, he's completely and utterly on the Mbappe 2020. Uh, it, it used to be a train. Andy used to get trains going, choo-choo trains for top four and stuff like that. Now he's decided it's just a big rocket that everybody's getting into for the league. <laughs> so he's changed from train to rocket. He is selling the train. If any Chelsea's, Spores, Leicester fans are interested in buying a train. He has told me to pass that on. But for you, Carl, looking at January, and we've spoken there about all those fixtures that are coming up, it is going to be heavy on the minds, heavy on the bodies. And, you know, one or two little niggles here and there, and you could be going into January, and you, you have a couple of doubts over players, and do you, do you make a sign just to keep us fresh and just to push us on that little bit because we're going for a league title, there's no doubt about that. What would you do? Would you trust th- what you I have th- or would you? is there something there you could say, that's one I would actually do? I think he will bring someone in just because he didn't in the summer, to be honest. I think he'll just get again to keep it fresh. And, um, yeah, I think he will. I don't, I, I don't like the idea of going through a whole year without buying anyone just because you, you never know what someone else could bring. Um, and, you know, he only ever buys lads that he likes, as in likes them as people as well, otherwise he's not interested where, you know, we bought some, we, you know, we bought Julian Dix in the past, he's you know, not, not, not the nicest person in the world and that sort of thing. But, um, I'd like him to buy just someone. Just to, um, I, I don't want to go through the whole thing. I mean, obviously, if we win the European Cup and the league with the same team that, you know, the same squad pretty much, then that's something. But I think he might, he might bring someone in. I, January. Lewandowski. Bring Lewandowski in. <laughs> in January. Yeah. Just ring Bayern Munich and go, listen, we're having a bit of an issue. We know you're German champions and you're in a bit of a battle for the league, but... But haven't you won the league already, lads? Yeah, just, look, just whack we, him over here for a bit. Six months. You can have him back then. You know, um, we'll send you loads of scones. Um, and you'll and get his photo taken with Killian in, in May. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know... Yeah. Be nice for him. Yeah, you see, I, um, I rank all the all the the transfer uh, news and, and information that comes across my way as I tier them in tier one, tier two. A lot of tier two stuff going on about for me with regards to uh, Werner and Jaden Sancho 
the talk is Jaden Sancho does want to go to Liverpool. It's the club he wants yeah. to go to. Uh, Mbappe 2020 will only happen if Nike literally go to LeBron or whoever looks after him and goes, listen, LeBron, we need 200 million because the guy over there is really good at football and we want him to play for Liverpool. Liverpool aren't throwing that money at him. There's no, not a chance in hell. Um, Kevin no, Sullivan says, hopefully we're looking at a fullback. Mm, left or right or, or somebody that can cover both, Kev, let me know. Mick says, think it could undermine the squad as most of the fringe players aren't, aren't getting game time. They're going to, though. Yeah, they are going to. You're going to see... I'll put it to you this way. Twitter is going to have... I would say four to five absolute meltdowns between now and say the second league game in January. Yeah. Yeah. I, I genuinely think that. Because you can't just keep playing the same 11. You're going to different continents and everything to play football. And those lads were absolutely knackered at the end of that City game. I mean, they were really struggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Genie Ronaldo was walking like Steptoe at the end. Yeah. But um, I was watching that for the last five minutes and just see like, you know, Who's slowing down? Who's got the hands on the hips? And you know you can't blame them because obviously they've just done, you know, two shifts each there. But uh, yeah, we are going to have to get some fresh blood in at some point. Absolutely, we are. And and you know what? I, I've said it from I said it from halfway through the summer. We need to start using our squad early. Um, and when I say that, I mean if you need to make two or three changes here and there, game on game for a period of ten to twelve games, you do it. And you trust these lads because he has to trust them. Him not signing anybody in the summer tells me he trusts these players and he believes in them. And regardless of what 11 he puts out on the pitch, within reason, he trusts them to go and do the job. And we are going to see this. You know, um, Stephen O'Connor says, as far-fetched as it sounds, I'm still thinking Mbappe come is, next summer is on. Somebody asked, is there anything you do eat, Gav? Because there seems to be an awful lot that you don't. No, just the things you pick out, I don't eat. Um, Avo, <laughs> like genuinely, um, Avo says, if you've... If you've not got a tattoo, Gav, what would you get if you did get one? I don't have any tattoos. I'm of a massive fear of needles. <laughs> so I haven't uh, got any either. The chances of me getting a tattoo, um, oh, do you know what? I, I, I'd nearly get one of Lalana, his face. Just, um, <laughs> Just, and just, just, just get, just get his name on your back. Yeah, just to, to replace his shirt across the shoulders. <laughs> yes, Lo- yeah, lovely. Yeah, and but I'd insist on it being the European numbers on me back rather than the Premier League. Oh, ones. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll probably do something. The chance of me getting um, a piercing or a a tattoo is very, very low. It'd have to be something very, very special. Um, Kevin O'Sullivan says both, if at, all, if at all possible, this is about fullbacks. That position is my main worry. Six weeks of Milner, Milner left back scares me. I don't mind them being dropped in every now and then, but I know where you're coming from. Um, six weeks would scare me a little bit. Uh, Collie says, in all seriousness, Sancho could be a real possibility. Sea uh, uh, Lake says, get Sancho and Werner and forget Mbappe. We'll have to wait and see, but I just, I'd, I do, I'd love to see Werner in January. I just think it freshen up the attack. It gives us a, a slightly different option. He can play anywhere across that line. It takes the pressure off. You know, a salad that's nursing an injury if it get, if it gets to that stage. If Firmino that may hit a dip or a Mane that needs just a little bit of a rest, maybe even two or three games. It's, it, it's one for me that I'd, I'd like to see happen in January. I know Klopp's not a massive fan of buying players in January, but looking at the schedule we have and what we're going for because we are going for a league title and when we draw Man City in the quarterfinals of the European Cup, I think Werner will come in very, very, very handy. Um, yeah. Jimmy McGuire says, get a tattoo of Grizz on his camel, the size of a double-decker bus. Uh, yeah, um, Carl, you probably don't know this. Grizz once went on a camel and when we asked him how big the camel was, he said, well, you know when you're up on top of a double-decker bus... Um, how big is this camel? No, that's what we said. And then, and then, <laughs> and then he likened it to flying. 
So you know when your ears pop, you like into yeah. that um, because Grizz is clearly insane. Um, so I'm, and, I'm and quite small, I'm guessing. Yeah, <laughs> that sort of altitude's killing. <laughs> yeah, he's up on a camel and basically, you know. He, he could see across the channel. He was up that high. Um, <laughs> clouds at that point. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Polly says, do you think we'll sell any of our front three or let them age into the 30s without cashing in? What do you think, Carl? It's a lot of questions about that in, in the last can't, week. Can't, can't, can't sell them. No. Don't sell them ever. No, I want Sadio Mane with grey hair. Yeah. Playing up front. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I, I could see that. I could see that. He could age like, say, Morgan Freeman aged in the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, that's, that's, that, I was thinking that was the same, yeah, exactly the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. And Firmino is the type that would, if needs to get out, he will claw, crawl through the drains to get out. Firmino so would do that. He's mad speaking enough. of Shawshank though, can I tell you something I found out yesterday? Yeah. If you watch Shawshank Redemption, when Andy Dufresne goes into Shawshank and they're all shouting, new fish, new fish at him. Yeah. As he comes off the gate, Morgan, Morgan Freeman's son shouts at him. There's a black character standing in the front who's not on the film ever again. That's Morgan Freeman's son. You serious? Yeah, found oh, that out yesterday. Must watch that because uh, it's up there one of my most favourite films. So, um, and I haven't watched a lot of films, so I know that's not a massive catalogue to call on. But um, it is one of my favourites. So, Polly, we, me, and Carl don't think that we'll sell anybody. Um, Sadio Mane ever? Sadio Mane would just age like Morgan Freeman in the Shark Tank Redemption. Yeah. Chris Pross says Palace, Brighton, Everton, Bournemouth are next four Premier League games. You can rotate there. There's our next four, and I think you throw Watford in on top of that, and that gets us up to the. That gets us. Doesn't that get and us? What, up? And Watford is an early kickoff. Early Watford yeah. home, yeah. So Palace, Brighton, Palace away, Brighton at home, Everton at home, Bournemouth away, Watford at home. Before we go away to the World Club Cup, there's five games. Carl, how many points? Twelve. You're, you're losing one. No. Oh, sorry, five or five altogether, fifteen. Oh, yeah, taking the fifteen. Oh, oh, god, no. Yeah, no, we're not dropping points. Okay. No, I'm getting, not waiting for them. Um, Bournemouth are a weird side, but we should beat them. Everton don't count. Uh, Brighton, well, United ran them over, so I can't see that being that tricky. Mm. And who's the other one? Palace. Not as tricky as people. People always make out that Sellers Park's really weird, but it's really not difficult to go not. to. But yeah, everyone, we always do well there. Well, we, we do well recently, but they, they only won like four times at home last year or something. Yeah, and I think. It's a myth. They, they travel really well, but they don't, they don't play at home well. Yeah, I think, I think they've struggled, um, so far this season at home. I know Leicester have won there, I know City have won there. Yeah. And there's one or two more as well. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, I'd love, listen, I'd love no more than us to head off into the sunset, into Qatar. Um, f- 15 points out of 15 there. I'm, f- I'm 49 points after 17 games. And the rest of the league are absolutely pulling that hair out. Um, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Mick wants to be 13 points clear on New Year's Day. City are going to melt in December. Do you know something? I, I, I know where he's coming from with that, right? City melting in December where they have got tough games and I think if that goes against them, it's gone, so, what happened on Sunday is going to compound itself if they do have anything go against them over the next month to six weeks. Having said that, they could literally go and win all the games in December and say, what's the problem? But I think City melting in December will urge Leicester and Chelsea on even more. Yeah, they will do. Cause, cause City are fourth. And I, I said this last season, it didn't come to pass, but I also got this theory that at some point, Guardiola's going to say, do you know what? We'll just do the Champions League. Yeah. Well, we'll just he, make sure we, he, we're not going to go mad for the league anymore. We'll just rest everyone for the Champions League. We want to win that. Well, if he's 14 points off the top come January the 1st, he's, he's not, yeah. he's, he's, he's not going to run the head because we're in a yeah. month. He's into Champions League again. And then 
But listen, he's going out when he draws us anyway. So, you know, it's, it's not yeah. going to end well for him. But I genuinely do. I think, I think them falling away. I think, I think the likes of Chelsea and Leicester go, hold on. These are falling away. We're ahead of them. We have as good as, we have a great chance here. You know, yeah. um, because the pressure will really be, and the pressure will be massive on Liverpool, no matter how far ahead they are. Because and City's next game is? Chelsea at home. That's the one game I wouldn't want. Yeah. I'd love Liverpool to win um, against Palace and Leicester to draw away and Chelsea to get a draw off City. And that would put us, that would put us 11 ahead of City and 10 ahead of the other. Uh, would yeah. I be right in saying about 10? No, sorry. Yeah. No, eight, nine, eleven, yeah, ten, ten ahead of um, all the lads there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, I'll take that. Yeah, that'd be a lovely little position. Um, I'd be very interested. Chelsea, you, you kind of know what's going to happen with them. Um, but Leicester, I'm very interested to see how they get on away to teams like Brighton and like the likes of that. You know, um, that'll be the interesting one. Um, Trav says, do you think Chelsea and Leicester are going to maintain this form? I don't know. I don't way. know, and I'm I'm not that convinced by either of them to be honest. They're doing really well at the moment, mm. but I'm thinking what happens when the squad gets injured. Mm. Um, particularly Chelsea, it depends if Chelsea get the their the van overturned. But um, I I just I just think you're asking a lot there from both of them. I think Leicester have got a better squad, but Chelsea did they just really nice to watch. Yeah, and it's a horrible thing to say, but. Um, I think Chelsea are not as, they're, they're, they're more inexperienced. Sorry, they're not as experienced as Leicester, but I've got a feeling they've just got a bit more to them. Yeah, I watched Chelsea again. Sorry, I nearly said Chelsea there. Uh, Leicester against Arsenal last Saturday, and the one thing I will say is Leicester done well. Vardy gets a good goal, and Madison gets a good goal, and and their tempo was really good. Yeah, but Arsenal still had chances. They had openings. Exactly. You know, and and yeah. at times Arsenal did play through them, you know. Yeah. So even though as good as they are at home, I think they're urged on by the supporters to go and attack a bit more. And I think that suits the likes of Liverpool and Man City. But listen, if, if Man City, Leicester and Chelsea all take points off each other, whether that's a draw in one game and, and even a City win in the other to dent Leicester and, and pushes us away again, I'm absolutely fine. But the, the only, we're just taking 15 points, Carol, aren't we? And then when we take them, yeah. we sit back and go, listen, we'll see us again on the 26th. Yeah. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, and thanks for making that an eight o'clock game. Cheers, lads. Yeah, that's Amazon Prime, isn't it? That's a bloody nightmare for me to get there. Yeah, isn't it? Amazon Prime have games. Yeah, on it is. The, all, on the all the games are. Well, I tell you what's funny about that. So basically, my brother-in-law lives just outside Leicester, mm. and um, we're going to um, a hotel uh, near Liverpool um, for Christmas with my family. Mm. So we, he's going to drive from Leicester, and then the next day drive back to Leicester for the game, and then drive back to Liverpool oh, on the same day. Yeah, so no, he's particularly pleased with the eight o'clock kickoff there. But like this is down to I think I think the game we play against Everton and the Derby. I think Amazon have all them games as well. And yeah, they, 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 do, they yeah. have the games on the twenty. Yeah, the, the only re- December. Yeah, the only reason I noticed that was because there's four games that night at half seven, mm-hmm. and we kick off at Anfield at eight fifteen against do we? Everton. Yeah, it's an eight oh, fifteen kickoff. Yeah. Nothing. So when I seen when I seen there. That time of the kickoff, I said that must be an Amazon job. So that's what it is. Anything yeah. else before we go, Carl? Anything that's on your mind that you'd like to bring up with me and the wonderful viewers that were, are the most random people you will ever come across? What do you do at three o'clock on Saturday when there's no game? It's, it's, it's like someone I said this to my, to my boss before. It's it's like I've been told I can't watch the match, and yeah. I'm finding struggle to do for two hours, or you know, or even worse, the build up afterwards, or you know, the elation or the come down. <laughs> it's mostly elation. What do you do? 
Well, do you know what it is? I, I, I get used to these international breaks where you have that Saturday off or that weekend off, but I do struggle in the lead up to three o'clock on a Saturday, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, I might be in the house doing a few bits or I might be off out with my daughter, but I'd be kind of looking going two o'clock, everything else stops because I have to get home and watch the match or yeah. I'm going out for a drink to watch the match. And I kind of struggle in the build up where I'm kind of, oh, I don't have to be anywhere. And then when three o'clock comes, it kind of just, the rest of the day goes on, you know, the kind of way, but it's the struggle. Um, it's the struggle at, at, at uh, in the build up, I think. Um, yeah. is, is there international football on that we kind of keep us going? Uh, I don't care. <laughs> you don't care. Uh, Stephen Max care. says, Stephen Max says, uh, fuck Amazon. I have a Brazilian dish on my roof. Nice one. Oh, nice. Yeah, so you're picking up all sorts of stuff. Um, reruns of Only Fields and Horses and everything, I'd say. Uh, yeah. right. That's it. There's nothing else. Um, Andy, Andy's pantry. Um, I'll get updates on that. Oh, quick football manager update. So what happened, Carl, was, um, I have two laptops because one's personal and one's for doing this thing. And I turned on my other laptop the other day and I realised I football manager 2018 installed. So I said, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll ask people what club I should start with. So there was loads of stuff like Ferenc Varos. There was loads of stuff. But I, I settled on Grasshopper Zurich. Okay. Okay. So just to let people know, I've started with them. I'm three, four league games in and one cup game in. I've won all of my league games and I've won the cup game. I was given about 170,000 pounds, uh, to buy players, which is fucking disgraceful. Um, I'm, I'm over budget on my wages and they loaned out me three best players before I even got there. So that's the update at the moment. I'm going to keep persevering with, persevering with Grasshopper Zurich and we'll see how we go. So just to let you know that. Um, let me see. Goldbridge is doing an all-day stream. Could make him go mental by asking infuriating questions. Is he doing that today, Polly? Um, me and Carl may go on there and ask him what he does at three o'clock. Oh, I keep meaning Saturday. to. I keep yeah. meaning to. I love Goldbridge. That, I love. Yeah, I, I really like him. I really like people who do things like that. It's yeah. just always funny. Yeah, and the funny thing is, I know Redman TV. I've got him on, on a couple of occasions in the studio yeah. to talk. And when he actually sits down and that persona drops a little bit. And he speaks football. He actually speaks it very well. You know, yeah. he, he, you know, you know, when the sensationalism goes away and the absolute hyperness. But some of the some of the videos this year of him playing FIFA alone is just outstanding. Yeah. The one where it's not over the line and then they run on the video and it is over the line is just yeah. one of the best things I've ever seen. So if Mark Albridge is doing a, an all day stream, um, yeah, I, I may just get off here, make me tea by leaving the tea bag in for three minutes. Is that what you said? Three, three, three minutes. Um. Uh, I, I call it Heaton's non-manipulation rule. Okay, Heaton's non-manipulation rule. I'm going to go yeah, with that. Yeah, do not manipulate the teabag. Okay, no worries. I'm going to tell him this. He's going to be made up that his, his theory's gone abroad. Oh, yeah, no, no, tell him. I know Andy well. I've spoke, I know yeah. Andy. I've met Andy a good couple, couple of times. And um, I, I think I... Yeah, I met him in his... I met him in um, in the Anfield rap the last time I was over. Um, he was working very hard in a corner. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's him, yeah. Yeah, he was in a corner working extremely hard and staring at us until we got close and he went, Oh, it's you. Um, so one of those, but big, big headphones on. Yeah. So let him know that, um, the non manipulation rule has spread to the day trippers and he'd be delighted. Let him know we're using Barry's tea as well, which will, which will definitely, um, yeah. Like, Robert does all he can to get as much free Barry's tea as he can. Yeah. Well, if he needs to, all he'd have to do is ask he, me. I think he does okay. Yeah. I think Robert does okay with the free teas. Yeah. Absolutely. If he just gets on to me, I'll send him loads. Um, so Paul, he says tomorrow is the all day thing. It's for Mary Curry, Marie Curry. Is it, is that a charity? Marie Curie. Yeah, Marie Curie. Is that a charity? Yeah, Dis- discovered radium. Yeah, uh, yes, it is, yeah. Okay. Um, 
Right, so we, charity. yeah, it's a cancer charity. Okay, well then, oh, well listen, all the best of luck with Mark doing that all day, and then um, I will get on at some stage and, and show support for that. Uh, Mick says, nice one, lads. Uh, that's for Carl, not for me. I know Mick doesn't like me. I'm only messing. Um, <laughs> right, um, <laughs> Traz says he prefers his tea with manipulation. Mate, you don't know it till you... you, you no, it, be patient. Yeah, don't knock it till you try it. I'm going in to try the oh, Andy Be like Kung Fu. Yeah. Be like Kung Fu. Be patient. <laughs> I'm, um, or just be like waiting on a bus. Uh, just just be patient. It'll be here at some stage. Um, yeah, I'm going to try Andy Heaton's non-manipulation uh, tea, and uh, we'll see how we get on. Carl, thanks a million. I'll talk to you next week, yeah? Yeah. No okay. problem at all. Cool. Um, listen, that's been the Fatback 4 Daily. We did have more football than we had last night, but we got through what you were doing on a, on a Saturday. We've gone through how to make tea. Um, we found where people live in Wales. It's, it's all gone on. Over and now. nice shirts. Oh, nice shirts, yeah. Over now. And, uh, and up the fins. Up the, oh, the fins. Yeah, we dedicate yep. this show to the fins. Uh, yep. We're going to try again. Over now. So, let's say you're into yoga or Pilates. Or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie and tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Sports Social Podcast Network.